She's passionate about helping you become the best mama you can be and is pulling back the curtain on experts' advice for every area of our lives, from eating for wellness, the best advice for littles, fashion and style, and everything in between. Get ready to get real. This is Not Your Mama's Podcast with your host, Christina Franci. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. The title of this episode is Our Bodies and the Emotions They Hold. In this episode, we are speaking with Ruth Cummings, who is a sports massage therapist of 25 plus years and a body-mind life coach, six-figure business founder, owner, personal trainer, mom of two teens, and a 22-year marriage to the best husband ever, who is 11 years sober, golden doodle mom, tennis and soccer coach, and travel enthusiast. Ruth is a body whisperer who helps improve your body-mind communication by empowering how your body reacts to your life, which creates powerful patterns and harmony so you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life. Her passion is to heal and discuss the amazing synchronicities or lack between our body and our mind, and how this communication can create pain, procrastination, a hard time getting fit, lack of sleep, anger, and so much more. Learn tips to read your unique body language and simple techniques to feel better in today's podcast. Ruth, oh my God, it's such an honor to have you on. Thank you for coming on to the show today. I'm excited to dive into the topic. Um, I know I've just told the audience about you, but is there anything else you'd like to add about your background and how you got to where you are today? Well, thanks. Thanks so much for having me, Christina. This has been, it's, we've been, uh, I'm glad we finally got it figured out and I'm so glad to be here. I love your podcast. Um, so gosh, such a long road. One of the things is that I have ADHD, but in the years that, um, that was plaguing me, there wasn't an answer for it besides Ritalin. And so that's kind of how I chose my road of uh, my degree in psychology, English and performing arts and percussion. But the, um, the road that took me to massage was um, having such a hard time staying still in classes when I was little mm-hmm. and homeopathy got me to calm down. And then I found things that helped my energy move and and I realized that there's a lot about medicine that we, um, I wish that we would work as teams together in our society. And there's a lot of ways to heal us that, um, that weren't presented to me and we found on our own. And, um, so that's a whole other story though, that we're not really talking about today, but, you know, um, percussion and massage helped me create, um, a, a very successful business with my hyperactivity and it worked. And I think there's a lot of ways that if you have ADHD, you can find ways to calm your life and to succeed. So, yeah, no, I think that's great. And instead of working against like maybe something that's a struggle, you work with it. And I love that. I love those types of stories, how you're able to mold something that could be like, I'm going to put air quotes crippling, but yet you've overcame it and became who you are and was able to incorporate it into a life passion. I think that's amazing. Thanks for your story. So what is a body whisperer and how can that help us? Yes. So I'm a body whisperer. And so through the years of almost 28 years now, maybe 30, since 1994, 
I've been a full-time massage therapist and I've learned so much through tens of thousands of massage hours that, that I have become um, through a lot of great teachers learning how our body and our mind work together and how they don't. Mm -hmm. So as a body whisperer, I help people listen to the things where our mind isn't hearing the little headaches that show up, the eye twitching, your back pain, your plantar fasciitis, your, you know, your carpal tunnel syndrome, just different little things that show up, jaw pain, headaches that, I try to give you a different way, a different lens of looking at that so that you can hear how your body is whispering to you mm -hmm. and how you can change that to really impact your life. So you can, I really want people to have a lot of kindness for themselves so that they can spread that not only to themselves, but then to their family, their, their community, and then to the world. Mm -hmm. I've seen it firsthand how if you love yourself, you can just love others so much more effectively. And I really want to spread that message. So that's oh. what a body whisperer is. No, I love that. Um, and do you help people kind of recognize like, okay, maybe it's like the food intake that you're taking or um, how do you help people understand? Like, let's say like the eye twitching, you know, or the headaches that come. Um, are you helping people change like their diet or just ways to overcome it by like meditation? Like how do we overcome these talking points that our body are telling us? If that makes sense. Sure. So I do not work with the nutrition part per se. I have okay. partners that do that. I am working specifically with the muscles that I have learned have um, a pattern with certain feelings. So for you, you, you're diving into the eyes. Those are um, with an eye twitch that can, here's, here's a, here's a, a scenario. Let's say you're in a job that you don't like and, but it's a, you're making a lot of money. You get to wear really nice clothes. You're around a lot of good people. You're coming up in the world and you're in your job, but you really, it's not for you. And you, you really aren't, you're not feeling okay there. And your eye starts twitching every day. And you're like, huh, my eyes twitching. Oh, great. Look at this job. I'm making so much money. I love my car. My husband's so proud of me. I'm not seeing my kids. You know, I don't really like the values of my company, but look at all these things I have and your eyes twitching. So the eye twitch per se is the, the eyes represent what we want to see and what we don't want to see. When you're looking at the world through rose colored glasses, for example, your eyes can get, they start squinting. You start, you start looking away when your boss is talking to you, you start looking down or looking up. You, you, you look like this, you it gets tight and this body around eye and your eye is twitching. It's twitching. It's trying to get your attention. That's one very, that and then it, it takes a deep dive to go into that. When we start looking at the the muscles around the eye, around the temples, and it goes all the way to the occiput, which is right where the skull is in the back. Then those have, um, those go to different muscles. So we can tell if the jaw is tight, we can tell what type of headaches you have that goes down into your throat. It pulls up your shoulders, et cetera, et cetera. It goes all the way down to your feet. And so an eye twitch to me is like, oh, it's, it's a, it's a great flag for me going, oh, look, what a hint. And I become a Sherlock Holmes for you. And I'm like, Hey, let's look, what are you, you know, what? And it doesn't always mean, right. 
an eye twitch doesn't always mean that you don't like your job. Yeah. They're not always um, synonymous, right? They don't, um, they're not always psychosomatic, but oftentimes we can find things that attach from, if you can match your thought or your sadness or your overwhelm or your worry with a pain in your body, you're way ahead of the game. And that's what I try to help people do. So how does our body hold emotions and how does this affect us and how can we let it go? Great question. So our body is, it's perfect when we're born and we start learning things that uh, they're, we're afraid of. We start to worry. We take on the emotions from our family around us or uh, shows that we're watching and we have little ticks. Each one of us has a unique way that we've learned to deal with the world. Mm-hmm. Do we clamp our jaw? Do you make fists? Do you curl your toes? Does your lip go up? Do your, do your squint? Just some people, a lot of people, we, we do it where we can't see it. You hold your breath. Yeah. You hold your stomach really tight, right? So there's different ways. So each of us, that's how we start as a little kid. Um, you get in trouble with your father, for example, you're like, oh, and you're really, you say something you weren't supposed to say and your father yells at you. There's all kinds of things that can happen to your body. You can hide, you stop breathing, you put your shoulders forward, your stomach just gets really tight. Um, and then you have your own little ways. Like I said, you could curl your toes, you could hold your fists. And as we grow, those don't always go away. And so where it's held is within the muscle and then in the, in the connective tissues. So that's what can be, um, it can be very, I don't want to say complicated, but it can, it, it weaves this web in our body that is very unique, but keeps us in a certain way unless we notice it and keep our posture back, keep our shoulders back, keep breathing deeply those types of things release it. And that's how we can get it out of our body. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Hey friends, I hope you are enjoying this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. This podcast would not be possible if it wasn't for the support of you, my wonderful community. To support your mama's podcast, please click the support link right down below and you can donate just as little as 99 cents. Also, follow me in the Shop Like to Know It app where you can follow me with all my exclusive content all the way from baby products I love, fashion and style, and everything in between. Now let's get back to the episode. I have been getting ear infections. Um, you know, I'm 35 and I started getting ear infections and I went to like a, like a homeopathic type of doctor and she was like, people like yelling at you. Like, I think like, you know, like you just don't want to hear like what's going on. And I'm like, that probably sounds right because I haven't had ear infections in so long. Cause milk used to give me ear infections when I was younger. Right. But you know, and I'm like, how am I like, I'm a 30 year old woman, like 35, like, why am I getting ear infections? And I really think that it was so true. It was like, my body was not liking all of the yelling or whatever was going on in my house. (laughs) That's great for you to notice that for you to notice that is awesome. I agree. No, it it really was it. And I feel like I had to like change the way I thought about the communication coming towards me 
and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, it was my Good body totally telling me, yes, I don't like what we're hearing. Like I'm going to make your ears. Yes. Hurt. That's right. Your ears like cut off yeah. and you can notice that like, it, you won't go like this. You So this is on a podcast. So you, you won't put your body in this uh, fetal position per se, but kind of you do, you start to protect these little areas. You don't want to see it. You protect your eyes. You don't want to, you don't want to say it. Your throat gets tight. We've heard these sayings, like, for example, that's really hard to swallow and it's really hard to swallow. And then it's hard to digest things that we really don't want to be true. You know, there's a, there's a lump in my throat. It's hard to say that. And those have been on for centuries and it's because our throat holds this, it's a, it's a bottleneck. It's what we need to say and what we need to hear. And so it gets stuck in both directions. And then the right here is like courage, love, grief, and betrayal. When I say right here, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on Zoom with Christina, but not with you, right? So like the chest holds those things. And so when you don't speak love for someone, if you don't speak power to someone, if you don't speak anger, it gets stuck right here. And that's how I can help people is I show them where it might be tight and how they can relax that. And to show that there's a connection between those points and when they can't say what they want to say. It's really fascinating. It's such, it's just such a fun career. No, it is fascinating. And I, I totally believe in it. You know, I hold tension in my back. I know it's like all of it for me is like my back and my neck and my head and um, we gotta, we gotta link up and get together. You gotta help me out here. <laughs> I can sister <laughs> massage it out for me. <laughs> so moving forward, like how can we teach our kids to let go of these emotions? So their body is free of this tension. Yeah. Great question. So our kids learn from us. So we have to break the cycle of what we've learned from our parents. Mm-hmm. And if you, it's not just our parents, it's from teachers. It's from, if you're watching TV, if you're, whatever you're, whatever you're consuming the, in America, we don't relax our shoulders down. We don't take deep breaths. I think that it's even maybe seen as a weakness. So if you take a deep breath, it's like, oh, they're stressed or they're, they're feeling weak or they're feeling whatever they're feeling. And that's not true. If we could change that, that verbiage and say, wow, they're really letting go. And, and it's a good thing that they're taking a deep breath. But we have seen our parents. So if your parents grind their teeth, you're probably grinding your teeth. So it's not always, but whatever you're, that's not serving you, whatever your body's doing that might not be great for you, try to recognize it and then try to give your kids other ideas to deal with stress. Teach them how to breathe deeply teach them how to meditate or to visualize a wonderful day. The best, you know, the be- one of the best ways is to have gratitude. We got many people talk about that, but it's really true. It helps the body get grounded. It helps us um, feel calmer. So that's a, that's a great way, but we have to notice how we're teaching our children with our body language yeah. and try to shift it. So that's how we get our kids. If we get our kids, that's what I'm saying. If we can get our kids to be kind to themselves and then kind to the first circle of people, the family, and then to their friends, it will, it will go out to the communities and to the world. Yeah. It'll so, definitely have a rippling effect. I yes. mean, my mom, you know, um, she was teaching me about like gratitude and stuff 
when I was older, cause she was discovering that, but how amazing would it be to be taught that at, you know, let's say three or four yeah. and really solidifying it in your everyday practice and helping your upbringing. Like, could you imagine like how abundant their life could be um, if, they knew these things at a young age instead of, because sometimes it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks by the time you're like 25 and you're learning this stuff. You're like, yeah, like you do it and then you fall off and, but implementing it to your child at a young age um, can only stick like stone, you know? Yes. So I think that's a really good idea. And I feel like I need to be doing that more with my son, like in the morning, you know, let's talk about what we're grateful for and take some deep breaths, which I tell him to do that when he gets upset, like, just take a deep breath. You know, everything's fine. Get your head back in the game. You got it. You know, like you can do it. Like you're getting frustrated. So I try, I mean, I'm definitely not perfect, but. Well, it's um, interesting. We, we definitely learn from watching more than I think see, you know, we say it a lot. I say it to myself. I say it a lot to my clients, drink a lot of water, be sure to have good posture yeah. and take a lot of deep breaths. And I, I say it and I don't uh, follow it as well as I should have, should as I, you know, but should is a bad word. Right. But I agree. If you, um, if we learn now, wow, if our kids, if this generation and the younger generation learn to love themselves instead of constantly saying, gosh, I'm too fat, I'm not strong enough. I'm not whatever, you know, you're enough and you're awesome. And that would be a great uh, statement to make it, you know, normal in every family. Yeah. Well, and we can't be saying that in front of them, like, oh, my stomach's fat or things like that. Like, oh, my skin looks all messed up. We can't be criticizing even ourselves because then they really internalize it. And then they start, well, what about my stomach and my skin? And, you know, the list can go on and on. So how do trapped emotions and tensions affect our relationships with our kids and how can we use this body mind work to improve our family communication? Sure. Yeah. So when, when our, when you have emotions that are trapped in our body and oftentimes we don't know that we don't know mm-hmm. and something will be trapped in our body for, I've, I've worked on people 80 years old that were mad about something that happened in their twenties. The other day I just worked on a 60 year old man he hurt his knee in a basketball game that ruined his, it it stopped his basketball career when he Mm -hmm. was 20 something. And he had that in his body for 40 years. Wow. And on my table, um, we started talking about that. It starts, I said, what's, what are you holding in your knee? And he just started crying. And he was like, oh my gosh, just shocked that he was crying. He was mad at God for taking that away. He was mad at his body for not letting him have the sport that he loved. And then he never had the, uh, that, that stress reliever that he had until he was 29 or whatever. I forget what exact age that happened when this traps in our body and we're not even aware of it. We, we live our lives to, to, um, to protect it because it's so vulnerable. It feels like death. Mm -hmm. And so we can, we can let try to recognize when we have things that are bothering us and that might be trapped when you don't know what's wrong. So here's another scenario. People will go, they'll have, let's say they have back pain 
and they go to a chiropractor, they go to an acupuncturist, they go to an orthopedic surgeon, they get cortisone shots, they go to a counselor, they go to a massage therapist, they're still in pain. Their primary care says, sorry, um, there's nothing wrong with you. That's a really, that's a hard place to be. It's very hopeless. And that's when I would encourage if anybody's feeling like that, that you're not alone and that you can find some solutions to that by looking inside. What did you stuff? What did you trap? What was so scary to look at that you put it somewhere and you you didn't even know it? Your body was protecting you. Your mind was protecting you. Mm -hmm. And it's okay when your body starts to have, um, when you feel like you have the support structure around you, it starts to bring it up. And it might be scary, but it's not. And when we can stop the trapping or to untrap it, our kids see that and they're like, oh, and they get encouraged, they get inspired, and they realize that they might be doing that and they want to stop doing it too. Plus, they want to help their parents. So it's a really great thing to be vulnerable about. And that's how um, I think if we allow trapped things to be let go, it's really, really helpful. Yeah. I think that that's, um, yeah, we got to heal our wounds and and move forward and and show that it's possible and that we can do it. I mean, like we were talking about briefly, kids learn, learn through actions, you know, sometimes more than words. So I think that's a great reminder. So Ruth, I have four questions that I ask all of my first time guests. And my first question to you is who and what inspires you? I'm definitely inspired by my family, my, my, my husband and of 20, almost 23 years now, and my kids who are just incredible human beings. And they're just, uh, they love all, and they are great inspirations to me and to many, but I, I love and hug them every day. Awesome. I love that answer. And my second question is what is something you wished you knew when you were younger? You know, I wished that I knew, <laughs> um, I wish that I, I had known that drumming was going to lead to strong hands and massage. If I had known that, I would have done different uh, techniques to even be stronger. But um, uh, yeah, drumming and massage go together. They strengthen you. So that was a really, I'd like to have known that as a kid. <laughs> It's so funny. Like you mentioned earlier in the podcast about, you know, you had ADHD and stuff. And I thought to myself in my head, I swear drumming. Nice. I was like drumming would (laughs) help. And then it's because I heard like some other person who like couldn't stop moving their hands and all this stuff. But it's so funny. I didn't know that you were a drummer. So, and I, I literally thought that in my head, like drummer, like drumming, um, when you were talking about yourself. So I don't know. Um, we're connected. We're connected now. Yeah. <laughs> so my third question to you is what's the essential part of your daily routine? I stretch in bed before I get up to, to be preemptive for um, carpal tunnel and plantar fasciitis. So I'm, I've done that every morning where I, after getting plantar fasciitis, now I, I, I move my feet and I move my hands and my neck and my, my spine every morning before I get up. Another thing that I do is I hug my dad, my, my husband, my kids, and, and my dog, our golden doodle, who's 13. So those are, those are great, uh, 
um, healers for me. Each one of those really heal me and give me so much energy. So oh, I love that. And my last question is the best advice you've ever received. The best advice I received from my mother-in-law who told me that, you know, you can do anything you want in life. You just can't do everything. And I was trying to do everything. And um, that was, I hear that daily. And so I, I really thank her for that. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah that great. was the best advice I got. No, that is great sound advice. I love that. All right, Ruth. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was such an honor to have you on. All of her links will be down below in the show notes. So please reach out. Um, I would not hesitate. Also check out her podcast, um, The Body Whisperer, right? It's actually called Your Body Advocate. Your Body and Advocate. My apologies. I have a free I have a free gift for your listeners. Oh, what a, is it? Yeah, it's a it's an ebook with tips and tricks to get emotional pain out of your body. And it's, it's a really fun book. There's some great pictures in there and it's really easy to follow. So there's, it should be in the, in the show notes also. And you just go and, and download that free ebook. And um, I hope it helps you. Yes. I have all of that. And also your body advocate, check yes. out the podcast. Um, all right, Ruth. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. It was such an honor to have you on and I hope to see you guys all in the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you in the next one.